Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. I'll free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, let's go. Friday afternoon edition of the Eagle Hour on the Super Talk Radio Network. We're glad you're with us this afternoon. Bob Getty and Nathan Lee here in the uh, Southern Bank Core Studio here in Hattiesburg. Luke over at the Southern Bank Core Studio in Laurel. Opening segment of our show every day is sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit, a great place to take your family for a great meal great place to cater your next sporting event, church event, business event, whatever event. Uh, they do a great job of catering at Dickie's Barbecue. We hope that you will keep them in mind. Will East uh, from Super Talk Mississippi will be joining us a little later in the show to talk about the historic Super Talk High School scoreboard that airs statewide that kicks off uh, actually last week but really gets in gear tonight. Adam Witten from Appalachian State University, scheduled to be on the show later as well. And, of course, we'll uh, talk Southern Miss sports over the next hour. But first, we want to start with Joe Cashin. Joe is the play-by-play voice for Coastal Carolina University. And, Joe, we're happy to have you on the show. Welcome to the Eagle Hour. Bob, Nathan, and Luke, thanks thanks so much for having me on. It's a great way to spend a part of a Friday afternoon with you guys. Uh, we're just a week away. I, I guess it'll be the same uh, for you guys out there. And you know, all the hubbub is that the two teams, the two teams to beat, Appalachian State, Coastal Carolina. I have to tell you, I, in watching uh, your school play over the last couple of years, I think one of the most exciting college football teams in the country to watch. I know there must be a lot of optimism about uh, this season out there in Coastal Carolina as well. Oh, there's no question about that. You know, when you come off the two seasons that we've had, 22 and 3 the last two years, you know, those three losses by a grand total of just eight points, a conference championship in the 2020 season, and then our first first ever bowl win last year in a great game against Northern Illinois. I mean, there's obviously a lot of excitement, and then you, you add that to the fact that you have number 10 coming back, quarterback one, Grayson McCall, one of the best quarterbacks in and all the college football, not just the G5 level. So, you know, a lot of fans really excited and, and really excited, too. It really ramped up when the Sun Belt expanded. Of course, obviously bringing Southern Miss in on the West and the three East teams that came in, James Madison, Old Dominion, and Marshall. I mean, it's really going to be it's going to be quite a league battle on both sides this season. So that's a reason for a lot of optimism and excitement in Conway, for sure. Yeah, really a, a much different-looking Eastern division now, correct? Oh, there's, yeah, there's no question about that. I mean, it's, it's more, and you've seen some things here recently in the media talking about how the Sun Belt has really embraced regionalization in college football. And really, 
you know, both the East and the West have done that by, you know, the, the way they've kind of geographically aligned the schools now. And you, you bring in a James Madison and a Marshall and an ODU on our side. And, well, that's seven teams right now. That, I mean, I put them in a hat. I mean, everybody expects Appalachian State to win. That's who they, they're picking. You know, not necessarily going to think that's going to happen. Who knows? I mean, I guarantee you that we're going to challenge them for sure. But the teams that we're bringing in, all of them are very good, have a lot of talent, have a lot of resources. And so it's, yeah, and, and that's also going to be easier for fans to get to. I mean, there's not really a lot of long road trips in any of these trips for any of these fan bases. So it's, it's a lot of excitement, you No, know, not just for us, but for the schools that are coming in as well. All right, Luke, Joe Cashin. Joe, thanks so much for coming on. Let's talk about Jamie Chadwell for a minute. Um, he has stayed at Coastal when some big, you know, even in, in y'all's region openings came up. And, of course, uh, Southern Miss fans know kind of the connection he has with our athletic director, Jeremy McLean, uh, with, with Delta State. But, I mean, he mm-hmm. has established Coastal uh, with a really cool identity in college football. He really has. And, you know, of course, obviously, any time a coaching vacancy comes open and there have been, you know, a couple, a number of them over the last couple of years, as Jamie's name has really gotten out there, and he's kind of a hot commodity in college football coaching. We're hoping that he stays here, you know, for, you know, for the duration for a long time. But I mean, the reality is that you know he may get an offer one day that he just can't refuse. He'll get life changing money and he'll move on. But I mean, he has really done a great job for us to develop really a culture, and then that's what it takes. You know, successful programs businesses, whatever organization that you have that you're in charge of, if you don't have a culture, you're not going to be successful. Jamie has done that here in Conway with his football program and we're just taking it to levels that I'm not sure a lot of people would have expected this soon for us at the FBS level. We moved up to FBS in 2017. We had a you know a couple of tough seasons. Jamie took over as the head coach full-time in 2019, and really it was that season that things really started to turn around. I mean, we lost a bunch of games, very close games, and then 2020 is when, you know, first of all, we didn't even know if we were going to get to play in 2020, and then we did, and then we had the mullets, and, and you know, a lot of a lot of teams weren't playing, and we jumped into some of those, you know, those, those TV opportunities and kind of got our name out there, and then, of course, the BYU thing was, was so huge for this program. So, you know, we just, you know, I can't sing Jamie's praises enough, and, Boy, he's just done such a fabulous job with, with the way you know, staff he's brought in and, and the culture that he's developed. One of those uh, one of those staff guys, Joe, is Chad Staggs. I'm always intrigued. Southern Miss fans love defense as well with our, our history of the Nasty Bunch. And and as much as the offensive part of, of your football team gets notoriety with, with McCall, I've had probably more fun in the last two years watching Coastal's defense because – of what Staggs does with that defense. What, what's the defense going to be like this year for the Chanticleers? Defensively, it's really intriguing and I think in a lot of ways exciting. We won't be quite as top-heavy, and this is Chad's own words. I mean, I talked to him not too long ago about it. I've picked his brain on some things. We won't be as top-heavy you know, with guys like a, a Silas Kelly or a Jeff Gunner you know, or a C.J. Brewer, guys that uh, you know, have, have had a chance to move on to the, you know, to the NFL level. Uh, but we're going to be, I think, more with more depth. You know, I think we're going to have more guys that can step into those two and three spots and be ready to play. And you, you've got to have you've got to have twos and threes that can play in college football. If you're going to be successful, you've got to have guys. That if that number one guy's got to go out, you've got to have that depth. And so I think Chad is really feeling good about going into the season with the personnel that he's got beyond the ones. And I think he also believes that we're going to be faster. 
across the board. I mean, our linebacker, you know, core, we had to replace all four of those starters, but I think he feels like overall speed is going to be better. You know, and, I, and it's, it's hard to replace a guy like Silas Kelly. He was such yeah. a, a big-time playmaker for us. But I think overall in terms of athleticism and speed and, and certainly depth among our guys up front, we're, we're going to be better and we're going to be deeper. Golden Eagles will come there uh, second week of November. I do want to ask you about this. This is pretty intriguing. you got a senior wide receiver named Sam Pinckney who played at Georgia State last year. And I don't know how his week will go in the middle of the season. I mean, a, a great playmaker, but that that's that's a pretty close transfer. It really is. You know, I mean, you're talking about an all-conference kid at Georgia State, too, now. I mean, he, he, if this wasn't a kid that didn't get a lot of run, I mean, he was a big-time wideout for Sean Elliott and the Panthers for several years. And so now he comes to us. He's a kid from Greenwood, South Carolina. We've had a lot of success from kids from, from that town, and, we're obviously excited to have him because he's going to be one of the few, you know, really experienced wideouts that we're going to have to start the season. I mean, we, we took some hits with guys graduating, moving on to the next level, but uh, he's going to step in and I think really connect with Grayson really, really well. Really excited about him. And you talk about him kind of transferring in conference. I mean, you got Lane Hatcher, you know, hopping from Mark State to Texas State. That's kind of an interesting thing. And then you also had Brady McBride from Texas State to App State. So, I mean, it's, that's a little bit of a longer trip, but I mean, there there are some interesting you know, in conference transfers coming up, and it'll be I'll be interested to see how the weeks go for those guys. All right, Joe. Uh, in two thousand nine, Southern Miss goes to the College World Series, and it really forever changed the I, I I think the stature of Southern Miss baseball. And I think it's fair to say that in today, at least today, Southern Miss has in many ways become a baseball school. Your school, mm-hmm. your your program wins the national championship one year. So, does Coastal Carolina remain a baseball school first? Oh, depends on who you ask. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there there are people around Conway that certainly would consider Coastal being a baseball first school, and that how can you not say that? You know, when you got a night, you got a twenty sixteen banner hanging up. You got your scoreboard with the big twenty sixteen national champion sign up there. Anybody that drives on University Boulevard is going to see that. You're going to see right. the rings. You're right. going to see the trophy. I mean, you're going to see the highlights forever and a day. You know uh, about how that team accomplished that. And I, I'll tell you this from a personal standpoint: I was out there and on the broadcast. And I just, you know, I, I never would have been in a million years thought that was going to happen. I knew they could do it. Just didn't feel like you know. Is this the is this the time? Is this the group? Can you can you navigate through all of that and get all the breaks that you're going to need? Plus, be good enough, have good enough pitching and, and timely hitting to you know win the thing. And we won the thing. <laughs> right. it, it, it was unbelievable. But uh, I mean, yeah, it depends on who you ask. Me personally, I mean, I think I feel I'm a football guy, so I'll say football. But yeah, I mean, it's gonna it, it's baseball or football, one of the two. But and it, and both of them have a good argument. Hey, Joe, great having you on the Eagle Hour. We appreciate your time. Best of luck to you guys this year. Hey, appreciate y'all for having me on. Have a great Friday and look forward to a Southern Miss trip to Conway in November. There we go. Joe Cash in Coastal Carolina, everybody. All right, high school football kicks off in earnest tonight. Super Talk has an iconic high school scoreboard show. We're going to talk to one of the new hosts of that show and uh, get a preview of what's going to happen in high school football around the state next.
Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. I want to thank Joe Cashin from Coastal Carolina for joining us in the first segment. Going to be another exciting football team out there with the Chanticleers, no doubt about that. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net, across the street from the USM campus. You can also shop them online anywhere, campusbookmark.net. Quick reminder, next Wednesday, a two-hour edition of the Eagle Hour will be broadcasting from Midtown at Mobe Beignet and We've completed the lineup. Jeremy McLean, Reggie Collier, Lee Roberts, Christian Ostrander. We've just got a great show coming up for you uh, next uh, Wednesday, and we invite you to come by and enjoy a beignet. All right, Will East is the program director for Super Talk Mississippi, also the co-host of the Super Talk High School Scoreboard Show. i got to tell you this story real quickly, Will. This is, this is the history and significance of the show that you now do. 15, 16 years ago when I had my stations up in the Delta, I did uh, high school play-by-play for Greenville St. Joe. And normally my partner and I would uh, ride by ourselves and and on the way home on road games would always listen to the high school scoreboard show. So for some reason one night, and I think we were up in Kosciuszko, but I can't remember for sure, we went with the football team on a chartered bus and the team won the game and we got on the bus after the game and the kids pile on the bus, and they're excited, and they're jabbering and talking. Coach gets on the bus just as we're ready to leave, and he says, shut up, everybody. <laughs> Dead silence. Radio comes on on the, on the bus. It's the Super Talk High School Scoreboard Show, and it became clear <laughs> to us that those kids knew that when they were on the road and they got on the bus, Coach was going to listen to the High School Scoreboard Show, and they were going to yeah. be quiet. So it's a great history, and I know that you're really happy to be a part of it now. Yeah, I've been covering high school football for give or take 12, 13 years now, and you know it's 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 a great honor to to be able to cover the entire state. I've worked in North Mississippi for a long time and covered the teams up there, and I'm gonna tell you about the way I got started in this was uh, I my high school didn't have a team. Uh, we had no football team, and you can ask uh, Jeremy McLean about this because he and I went to the same high school, Polka Wildcats, uh-huh. and we didn't have a high school. So I would travel around to different schools uh, each Friday night with my friends to watch different games. So I kind of became a fan of different schools because my own high school didn't have a football team. That's kind of how I got roped into this whole thing. And I'm going to tell you, there is nothing like it. It is still it's, it's so much fun because you, you still have to kind of know people to get certain information. It's not like you can go on a message board and read about this or this. you got to call somebody. you got to find out. And there's always some fun story, some crazy story, like we have had last night, if you probably heard about that, that's going on in Mississippi high school football, good or bad, that just makes it so much fun and so unique. That's the thing that's crazy to me is that we have this great product that no other state has. Uh, and it's our our own, and I'm I'm happy to cover it. Yeah, you're referencing the uh, altercation, shall we say, between the coach and the fan <laughs> last night. Is that correct? Yeah, if you haven't seen the video of it or read the story about it, go to supertalk.fm/sports, and we have a write up about it along with the video. And it's just one of those things. It ha- that doesn't happen every year, but there's always some crazy incident that happens that makes national news. 
Right. And you never and know was, what it's going to be, and it's always fun. Well, we don't. And it was, you know, when, you, when you're watching a UFC fight, they have multiple camera angles. And if you search social media, you can find multiple camera angles of that incident <laughs> last night. Yeah, no question. All right. Well, well another story uh, affecting high school football right now is the bad weather that has occurred. Uh, one of the schools that we carry, we do the Jones County High School Game of the Week, as you know, on our Laurel Station. And from time to time, we carry West Jones. We were scheduled to open at West Jones tonight. That's been moved to Madison because of field conditions in Jones County. Is is that a prevalent problem that you're seeing around the state tonight? I've heard some some issues with field and turf and, um, you know, just trying to get the water out of there or it's it's going to be a, a, a sloppy um field out there so there have been a couple teams that have moved their games just like west jones did where they moved from from playing the game at west jones to playing it uh at madison central in the jungle there's been a couple of those but not as many as you would think uh we've gotten a lot better at turf management uh, one of those things you don't think about till you need it uh over the years and there's only been a handful of of games moved that i've heard about that's good all right give us the big games of the of the weekend tonight so the big game, well, we had a huge game last night. Ocean Springs uh, took on Clinton. Ocean Springs ended up winning that game. I think it was 31-13. to 13. Ocean Springs is maybe the 6A team to beat on the coast this year. They got Bray Hubbard, who was a junior last year. I think he was the top 6A player, uh, Mr. HH, uh, MHSAA, last year in 6A. He's back again for his senior season. He's a four-star uh, Alabama commit, actually, and he had a big night last night. Only had one incompletion through four t- uh, through had three touchdowns and two hundred seventy something yards and so Ocean Springs is a team to watch out for but tonight the big game in my view is Brandon at Oxford now Brandon went to the six uh, A state championship game last year a lot of returning starters not only for six A but five A four A three all on down you're going to hear the the word the term returning starters a lot on the scoreboard shows. Uh, today because there are so many returning starters this year I, I just don't remember a year where we had teams with I, I, I was reading about one team I think it's Mendenhall they got some like nine or ten returning starters from last year that's just almost unheard of um, so you you take a lot of returning starters and success from from last season you combine that and you're going to have a recipe for success and that's what Brandon has and then you've got Oxford on the other side they don't have a key returning starter. They have a key transfer. We all, we've all heard about Lane Kiffin and the transfer portal being the portal king. Well, Oxford High is also kind of doing the same thing. They've got this quarterback named Mac Howard, who's a four-star recruit. He's actually committed to Utah. He transferred from Heritage Academy in Columbus, where I think they won one or two state championships with him. He transfers to Oxford, and now he's the big dog there with the Chargers. They're going to face off against Brandon tonight. That's a huge game. You've got your West Jones at Madison Central game. Um, I know West Jones has some injuries. Madison Central, one of the favorites in 6A this year. They've got Vic Sutton, the quarterback, returning. Although they are they're having to replace a few more players than some of the other uh, 6A teams that I'm going to talk about. Uh, in 5A, the big game is between West Point and Louisville, who is the you know one of the dominant teams in 4A. These two teams have more state – I think this is the most state championships I've ever seen combined between two teams in their histories. 21 state championships combined between West Point and Louisville, and they have 
something like nine of those in the past decade. Nine of those championships came in the past decade, so a lot of recent success. Of course, West Point is the perennial powerhouse in 5A. Uh, they've been to, I think, what is it, seven straight 5A state championship games. They lost the last two you know, to West Jones, and then they lost last year to Picayune. And speaking of Picayune, they're the top team in, in 5A right now. Uh, they have a lot of returning starters on both offense and defense, and they were so dominant last year. Uh, and they really just didn't struggle in any games except for really one. Uh, I would say that would be the Poplarville game they played last year, and that's who they played tonight. Last year, I think they won that game by seven points. Of course, they went on to you know win the, the 5A state championship, but 4A Poplarville, who of course has become a powerhouse in their own, um, they can hold their own against just about anybody, including a team like Picayune. Uh, and Poplarville, I would say, is probably one of the favorites. I'd put them in my top five in 4A. Of course, they had that great run where they went to, what, four straight 4A state championship games, but didn't win any of them. Um, but they're one of those teams that year in, year out, it just does so well. Uh, another game to keep your eye on in North Mississippi is Itawamba AHS taking on Amory, two of the best teams. Last year, Amory, one of the best teams in 3A, uh, Itawamba AHS made a deep playoff run in 4A, and this is an old-time rivalry. They've been playing this game for like 70-something years, and it's always a fun one in North Mississippi. But mark my words, pound for pound, if you are a boxing fan, you know that term, pound for pound, the best game of the night is Mendenhall at Columbia. Mendenhall is a team that last year had a really good season, and they that team has kind of grown up together. They're all seniors now. They were sophomores, and they struggled a little bit. They won some more games last year when they were all juniors. Now they're all seniors, and a lot of people in 4A think that Mendenhall is going to be the team to beat. Well, they're playing Columbia, who last year won the 4A state championship game. I would put these two teams at one and two. You can argue which one goes where. Uh, as far as top teams in 4A right now. Columbia graduated some players. They're one of the few of these uh, teams that I've kind of got in my, my top five in each classification that, that doesn't have a ton of returning starters. But because they've had so much success and because a lot of those sophomores and juniors from last year got a lot of playing time because Columbia did so well early on, um, they have a lot of playing experience, and that means that Columbia is going to be a little bit more prepared than other teams that lost a lot of seniors. At that beautiful Columbia Stadium with the statue of uh, sweetness overlooking the field, Will. Should yes, sir. Hey, Will's going to join us every Friday afternoon uh, through football season. We really appreciate it, Will. Down here in this part of Mississippi, your show is sponsored by Jones College. So if you get a chance, give them a, give them a shout-out, my friend. Absolutely. Will East, everybody, he'll be with us again next Friday. Thanks, Will, on the Eagle Hour. We'll be back. Adam Witten, Appalachian State, next. Southern Miss to the top. I want to thank Will East, uh, host of the Super Talk High School Scoreboard Show, for joining us. 
in that segment of the program. Remember, you can hear the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast anytime you like on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Coming up a little later as we conclude the show, Nathan is going to remind you how you can win a pair of season football tickets uh, to Southern Miss football this coming Wednesday, and we're going to be giving away another pair uh, next Friday as the Eagle Hour is on the road. We get ready to kick off football 2022. This segment is sponsored by 4th Street Bar and Grill, where you can enjoy a great lunch uh, five days a week. Also, where you know the big game's always on TV, and there's always something good to drink and eat, and there's always a good time right in the shadow of the rock. That's where we'll be a week from today, actually, as the uh, football season is that very close. Adam Witten is a play-by-play voice of Appalachian State University. They are the preseason favorites to win the Sun Belt Football League. Adam, before we get into that, we're just gonna we're gonna settle one thing right now, and we want you to understand that the Rock is in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Adam, at Southern Miss. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's one of the more interesting uh, unnoticed storylines and narratives around this new look Sun Belt Conference is. Among all the different rivalries that are being created, now you've got now you've got whenever App and Southern Miss play each other, whenever they do get a chance to face off in these interdivisional games, uh, they'll be going to the Rock, whether in Hattiesburg or or at App State. I, th- I think we got to come up with some sort of a rivalry trophy version to figure out who gets to officially call it the Rock when when they play each other for for the next however much time it is between when they play. But um, I also got to make sure to correct you guys since you're joining the conference and you'll be talking about App State quite a bit. Uh, Appalachian State is, uh, you guys, I don't want to get you guys right. into trouble right. with our fan base. They, okay. can, they can be pretty hostile about that. Okay. So. All right. I'm glad you set wow. me, me straight on that. All right. So your, your, your school is clearly the prohibitive favorite to win the league. Uh, is it defense or offense that is the strength of this team, or maybe a combination of both? Yeah, good question. You know, I'd say over the years since App has had success in the Sun Belt, I say the most consistent strength of the team has been the defense. You've always been able to count on the defense, giving up very few points per game, making big plays, creating turnovers. Um, that's something that you could count on pretty much every game. And even while they were winning games and winning by comfortable margins, there were times when maybe the offense could, had been a little inconsistent. Um, that being said, I think this year it, it could be on either side. It, it could be both. And I think a big reason why um, the team had success last year in winning 10 games was the fact that the, both the offense and the defense were capable of picking up the slack when they needed to. If the defense was giving up too many points and too many big plays, the offense was right there to respond and, and, and keep things on and keep things going. Um, when the offense was struggling to make first downs and convert in the red zone and you know maybe was turning the ball over, the defense was stepping up and keeping teams out of the end zone, holding them to field goal attempts or even getting the ball right back. Um, there were there were probably more games than we would have liked where App was able to win despite losing the turnover battle. So I'd say the strength this year has the potential to be on both sides. There's playmakers on, on either side, but I think the offense brings back the most experience right now. Um, Chase Bryce coming back as, as a returning starter who has been playing college football for a long time. Um, the entire backfield at running back is back, four of the five starters on the offensive line. And, you know, while the receivers are, are a lot of new names and fresh faces, there is a, a heap of talent on that uh, at that position group. Whereas the defense, while it's still very talented, 
you know, lost guys to, to the NFL. They have, they have three starters from last year that are currently in NFL camps right now in DeMarco Jackson, Demetrius Taylor, and, and Sean Jolly. Um, so there's just there's probably a lot more key pieces to replace on defense. But that being said, the defense is always going to be fast, always going to be um, you know, one of the fastest units on the field, one of the most talented, able to create turnovers, tons of talent and depth. So um, I'd say long-winded way of answering your question. I, I think the strength could be on either side depending on the situation. All right, Luke? Yeah, Adam, it's just kind of unique. Southern Miss has uh, the, the the question is the offensive line, while the receivers are probably the deepest on the team. So a little, little contrast there between the two teams. Let's talk about your coach, Sean Clark, offensive lineman from App State, comes back to his alma mater. I think he has an assistant and uh, now as a head coach, he's been there. I think this may be his seventh year entering in. What, what's kind of the, uh, you know, his, his culture take and what, you know, the – the brand of Sean Clark football that he wants at Apple Appalachian State University. There we go. <laughs> close, close. Appalachian State. Close. We're getting there. Um, but uh, you know, Sean Clark is a as, as you mentioned, he's an alum, former assistant. He was an offensive lineman as a player. He was an offensive lineman assistant coach when he came back to the program in 2016. And so that's where his heart is, and he knows that. Um, if you're going to be a good football team, you're going to have to have the ability to, to win the game. You know, it, it sounds cliche, but it really holds true for him and, and the, the culture that he, he puts forth is you got to win up front um, and you've got to really try to break a team's will and its spirit, uh, especially in the fourth quarter. So, you know, App's game plan is to, while they do have the ability to be explosive in the passing game, they, they want to be a run first type of team. They want to control the ball. They want to win the turnover battle. Um, and then in the fourth quarter, you're going in with a 10 to 14 point lead, maybe more. And, and you are just running the ball right down the opponent's throat, putting together a backbreaking 10 play, 85 yard drive that just kills the remainder of the clock in the fourth quarter. So, you know, Sean Clark loves that style of football. That's just kind of the, the background that he's from. But, you know, because he's been around this program since the, the mid-90s and, and played under Jerry Moore, legendary head coach at App State, um, you know, he, he knows the certain culture that, that you have to win with at App State. You know, App State is in a, in, in around a lot of big-time FBS programs in this region of the country. And uh, so, you know, you've got to win with guys that have a certain character, that have a certain attitude, um, that play with a chip on their shoulder because they've been overlooked. Maybe they're too small. Um, and maybe they just didn't get the offers that they wanted to from, from the schools in their hometown. You come to App State because it's a place where you know you can win. You're going to have a great experience. Uh, but you're also going to play always fighting to earn respect. Um, and uh, that's just kind of the mentality they always bring to, to every day at work. So that's a little bit about the, the kind of culture that yeah. – not just not just that he's established, but he's been trying to to maintain and grow since taking on the role as the head coach. And any any and all of our listeners would say that has for the for the most part over the last hundred years that that's what Southern Miss does. Is it's the same way as a former player. It's the same thing, man. You play with a chip on on your shoulder. One of the things that um, Golden Eagle fans excited about, you know, as they watch your games and uh, specifically that big game against Coastal last year. I mean, Boone's such an exciting place to catch a to catch a game. I think our fans are connecting with this conference because they see loyal fan bases rather than like media markets, you know, that define this conference. And so, what would you say to Southern Miss fans, you know, the the a few of the most exciting things that you've experienced, you know, in being a part of the Sunbelt Conference? 
Yeah, great question. Um, you know, it didn't come immediately because when App joined the league in, in 2014, the, the thing that I always noticed, you know, I, I started calling games again. I'm an alum, but I started calling games with the program again in 2016. So we were we were a few years into into our um, entrance into the Sun Belt. But the thing that I noticed early on was there, there just weren't a lot of opponents that really moved the needle for, for our fan base. Um, you know, we were winning games and, and having great success, but, you know, no, no disrespect to these programs, but playing Texas State and ULM and South Alabama and, and schools like that on a regular – New Mexico State, Idaho, all those schools that we were playing on a regular basis, they, they just – they they mattered because they were conference games, but our fans didn't have the same kind of interest that they had when we were playing Marshall in the Southern Conference and Furman and, and Georgia Southern. And thankfully, we had a game against Georgia Southern um, every year when they moved to the conference as well. But as the conference evolved and Coastal Carolina joined and, and you started playing Georgia State and now Marshall and JMU and, and Southern Miss and ODU coming into the conference, now all of a sudden you're playing games against against schools that our fans have an interest in, that they have a history with, that that are regional. They can go see us play them on the road. They can see us see them play at home because it's a game that they that matters in terms of whether you win or lose. And so that that's just the biggest addition to 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 being in this particular Sun Belt Conference is every year you know App is going to play Marshall, Coastal Carolina, Georgia State, Georgia Southern. Uh, James Madison, who who I've had a history with when they were both juggernauts at the one double A level. Um, there's just more games that move the needle for the fan base. And you know, Ryan McGee wrote a story for uh, ESPN.com about the the Sun Belt and how it's leaning into something that not a lot of conferences are doing, which is the the rivalries, the regionality of the sport, the the different the culture clashes, the the the, the road trips, all these things that that make college football unique, especially in this part of the country. Um, the Sun Belt's leaning into it, and it's making it for making it out to be a much more fun and exciting league that, that I think really maximizes what the fans actually care about when it comes to college football. All right, Adam, great conversation. If it's okay with you, I'm just going to stick with App State. That won't, make, that won't make anybody perfect. mad, am I right? That's perfect. <laughs> All right, best of luck to you guys this year. We look forward to watching your fine program play. Yeah, thanks for having me. Adam Whitten, everybody. Appalach- Appalachian State. What, there you what, go. What was it? Appalachian State? App State. And be thankful that App Kelly's State. not here or we would have heard uh, the other part. And The Rock is in Hattiesburg. We'll be back. To the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Final segment of the week brought to you by DBAT and D1 Training on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. DBATHattiesburg.com. Luke and Bob from the Southern Bancorp Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Appreciate Adam Witten from Appalachian State. Yeah. I've just, I guess I've just been redneck it my, my entire life. App State. And then Joe Cashin from Coastal Carolina joined us uh, a little earlier. If you missed those, you can always catch the Eagle Hour on demand, supertalk.fm. 
as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Audible. Lady Eagles soccer team falls to 0-2 after a 2-0 defeat at the hands of the Alabama Crimson Tide yesterday. Lady Eagles get ready uh, for this weekend to try to get their first official regular season win of the year as they host Mississippi Valley State Sunday at 2. Uh, and then they'll have uh, next week uh, just for practice as they get ready to host the Lady Tigers of LSU on September 4th. Women's volleyball got Jenny Hazelwood the first win of her Southern Miss uh, coaching career last Friday as they defeated uh, – I'm sorry, it was this morning actually, not last Friday. They're, they're over in Tuscaloosa and they defeated UTSA. So um, three to nothing, three matches. They will take on McNeese here in about uh, a little about an hour and a half and then tomorrow we'll take on Alabama Crimson Tide. So congratulations to Coach Jenny Hazelwood, her first uh, career win. I want to go back to uh, to what you were you and, and Will were talking about. If if you're out watching um, high school football, Southern Miss has, has several um, prospects. Like for instance, tonight Isaiah Spencer, wide receiver, commit uh, to Southern Miss. He plays for Madison Central. Matthew Nixon not playing because of an injury from West Jones, but he's a Southern Miss commit. The big game with uh, Brandon and Oxford. Southern Miss has Luke Rogers and offensive lineman. That's Will Rogers' little brother. He plays for Brandon. Um, another one, a, a really big wide receiver, uh, 6'5", 200-pound Javion Butler uh, plays at Scott Central. They're playing tonight. And then if you're around Hattiesburg, um, tomorrow night, or I'm, I'm sorry, tonight, uh, Jaquarius Gray running back for Oak Grove. Southern Miss uh, signing the Warriors right in Bob's line of view. So he looks out the window, taking on Harrison Central tonight. Um, a guy yesterday, I spent yesterday, I was up at, um, in Jackson, uh, talking to the Jackson Eagle Club and, and a guy that they're really excited about and a guy that we're, we should be excited about as well. John White, the quarterback, junior quarterback for Madison Ridgeland Academy. They, they beat the brakes off of Greenville Christian, uh, threw up 48 two weeks ago, threw up 50 last week. He's a Southern Miss commit for 2024. So Bob, in the middle of all that high school football tonight, a lot of future Golden Eagles playing. Exciting to hear. Exciting to hear. All right, guys, uh, Super Talk Eagle Hour uh, intern Nathan Lee is with us. Can we call you like a super intern? Since yeah, super, super intern. Talk? I'm the best, right? Yeah. Newest member of the Eagle Hour staff, and uh, you'll see this young man on our social media page. Uh, we're going to give away some season tickets. Remind people how they can do that, Nathan. Of course, yes. Eagle fans, you do not want to miss out on this. Uh, yesterday, I posted a video on the Super Talk Eagle Hour Facebook page with all the details, but I'll say them here right now how to win these two, two season tickets for the two giveaways that we're having next week on Wednesday and Friday. You need to follow the Super Talk Eagle Hour on Facebook, like that video that was posted yesterday, and comment three people in the comment session. Is that easy? And we'll call those winners, like I said, next Wednesday and next friday that's right got to do that now folks uh, if you want to win you, if you don't enter you can't win dang right. right you've got a live stream of some sort this yes weekend. of course uh you 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 talked about it when you introduced me to the show on monday but i do have my own personal podcast the pound perspective it is uh a foot uh football baseball basketball and uh MMA pod, podcast, but this podcast is specifically for you football fans, specifically fantasy football fans, because I just wanted to announce my podcast, The Pound Perspective, will be having a live stream for our Fantasy Football League special. Uh, to get the link, I need y'all to go out there on Nate Dowd, 
Productions Facebook page and find the most recent video that I posted. The link will be in that caption. Now, if you don't have Facebook, go to my Twitter, NateDog61801, and click the link on the pinned tweet. And if somehow you don't have Facebook or Twitter, go to my Instagram, Nate uh, underscore dog. Those are two Gs as well, underscore six seven, hey. and go to that story. There's too much dog stuff going on here. This yeah. is no yeah. Nate dog. I got that's the brand. You got to you got to embrace that brand. But once again, it is on uh, Sunday at seven fifteen YouTube. Don't forget y'all. All right, and also Nathan starts a new role tonight as a field commentator on our Jones County High School game of the week. Luke, yeah, he's going to do uh, some some on field interviews for us, some sideline reporting. Excited about that. But I should say. Uh, I totally forgot this. We we were doing the jug game between Laurel and Hattiesburg. I guess it was in 2019. Uh, it was it was we were playing at Hattiesburg High School at that time. It was kind of like a uh, it was kind of like a dead zone for cell phone uh, coverage. And Nathan came that night and watched what happens when nothing works. So Bob, I'm hoping <laughs> as we have. Uh, new equipment tonight that All Nathan day. will not bring that that oh, sort of right. vibe to to the broadcast. Nathan, we spent a lot of money on this new gear. Do not let it get wet tonight. I will promise. Okay, I you will cover make it, it with your body. Yeah, I will. I'll, I'll make sure. I make sure that stuff doesn't get wet. I don't want nothing happening like what happened that last right. time. <laughs> now, now you've been on the you've been around the Eagle Hour guys for a week. Mm-hmm. Are you leaving? Are you I think I'm going to stick around for a couple more weeks. Maybe All we'll right. see about this. Nathan Lee, Luke Johnson on the call tonight. The West Jones up in Madison taking on Madison. Central High School. Football season is here, guys, and uh, next week will be countdown to Golden Eagle football right here on the Eagle Hour. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good, happy, and safe weekend. Until next time, Southern Miss to the, to top. the top. Into the Talk Mississippi Media Production.